everyone. I'm Manisha, and this is Teach Your Kids. Today, we're going to talk about how to help your child with math if you're not a math person. And I just want to add, if you have questions or need additional support, we have an amazing online community. You can join at teachyourkidspod.com and get all the support you need from me and other learning specialists and parents who have been through these problems before you. How do you help your child with math if you're not a math person? Many of us finished our K-12 through grade education with the conclusion that we weren't a math person. This has become such a big part of our identity, even a rock we cling to when we're faced with math-related tasks like creating a family budget or considering learning a new skill like programming. We say, mm, I can't do it. I'm not a math person. And we don't try. It's so ingrained in our identity that we might even be reluctant to question that assumption. So if that's the case and you're saying to yourself, well, I'm really not a math person, so don't even try to convince me that I am. I want to encourage you to take a moment, at least for the length of this podcast episode, to just open your mind a crack to the possibility that this image you have of yourself as not a math person might not entirely be true. And if you can't do it for yourself, if you're really saying, but no, I'm not a math person, consider this. This image you have of yourself as not a math person might be negatively impacting your child's belief in their own potential to learn math. Children naturally model their parents' values and beliefs. So any negative belief you have about yourself stated or not, can have a huge impact on your child and how they feel about themselves and their own potential. This also extends to teachers' perceptions of themselves. There's one Columbia University study that revealed that female teachers' math anxiety had a direct impact on girls' math achievement. So if you're going around saying, I'm not a math person, it's going to be really hard for your child to start thinking, that they might have the ability to learn math. And that goes with any negative belief you have about yourself. So I want to ask you this. Why do you think you're bad at math? Our culture is ridden with negative feelings about math. There's so many myths about who is a math person, who's not a math person. This stereotype of the nerdy, antisocial math whiz abounds. Many of us developed severe math anxiety at school. I mean, I can remember just having nightmares before math tests. This focus on memorizing formulas versus having a deep conceptual understanding of mathematical concepts. These frequent quizzes and tests that are constantly measuring our ability, this tyranny of matrix, and the complete lack of personalization in traditional classroom environments. All of this led us to the inevitable conclusion that we just weren't good at math. We weren't a math person. So this idea was even further compounded by this well-intended tiered system where the kids who are good at math get put in the gifted and talented math class and the kids who weren't didn't. So again, reinforcing this identity of being a math person versus not being a math person. So learning math at school was often a highly disagreeable experience. I can even feel some of that anxiety coming back to me as I think about it. Few of us had teachers who had the time or the freedom to impart a passion for math, even if they wanted to, to make it fun and relevant to our lives. 
or reveal its immense potential for unlocking the mysteries of this wondrous universe. Rather, we learn to associate math with boring lectures, pointless assignments, heavy textbooks that made our back hurt, dull worksheets, and really stressful tests. When we didn't excel in math, our schools often didn't take responsibility. We were made to believe that we were the ones to blame because we weren't a math person. If you're a human being, you're a math person. If you can process language when someone says, hello, how are you? If you understand that sentence, if you can solve a puzzle, if you do the Wordle from the New York Times, if you can read a word and decode what the sounds of the letters mean and what the meaning is when all those sounds come together, if you can do any of those things, you're a math person. So contrary to this belief that there are math people and not math people, research in neuroscience and education has shown conclusively that the human brain is capable of learning and mastering new skills, that it's highly adaptable, that the brain is highly plastic, meaning it can reorganize itself and create new neural pathways even into adulthood. So this neuroplasticity supports the idea that anyone can learn and improve their math skills with practice and persistence. This is one of the most studied and researched concepts that there is. You are capable of learning math. For example, Carol Dweck, she's a renowned psychologist, has conducted extensive research on the concept of growth mindset. Her work emphasizes that individuals who believe their abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work are more likely to succeed. This challenges the notion of innate talent in math. So it's not whether you're a math person or not a math person, but whether you believe that through dedication and hard work, you can learn new concepts. The idea that only certain people possess an inherent talent for math is simply not supported by scientific evidence. Success in mathematics is not determined by genetics. It's the result of effort, practice, and effective learning strategies. So if you look at the experience of countries with successful math education systems like Finland and Singapore, they show that anyone can learn math. These education systems have been extensively studied because children do learn math. So they, they, they really cement the importance of teaching methods, of how curriculum is designed and how teachers are trained in promoting mathematical proficiency in students regardless of their innate talent. So all of these diverse avenues of research, education, neuroscience, psychology, collectively debunk this myth that being a math person is an innate trait, and they highlight the importance of effort, mindset, and effective pedagogy in mastering mathematics. How do you teach your child math? I would say start thinking about it in a different way. Start thinking about how you learn math with your child. The first step towards teaching children math is not teaching them, but learning with them. And this is true for any subject. In some ways, your own difficulty with a subject can give you even more empathy for the challenges your child encounters along the way. Because when you encounter an obstacle, you can model to your child how you push past that obstacle, how you find new ways to learn, how you're capable of learning anything. And your child will really be inspired by your modeling. 
So the first advice I give to any new homeschooling parent, whether they're good at math or terrible math or their teacher or what, is don't try to teach your child. Instead, learn with them. We have this really strange conception of teaching as if the teacher is kind of, they have almost like a needle and they're inserting information into a child's brain in this specific way. No, children are programmed to learn and grow. And the best thing that we can do is learn with them. So once you've chosen a math curriculum, you and your child can learn together. Whether or not you know how to do long division or advanced calculus, you have likely picked up some skills on how to learn along the way. You might not know these specific math skills, but you know how to learn new skills. So if your child is working through a curriculum and gets stuck, you can do whatever you do to learn in your life. I, I bet that you are a better learner than your child, even if you're not better at math than your child. So what are some learning strategies? You can go on Google. You can go on YouTube. You can go on ChatGPT. And you can find explanations together when you get stuck and move along the curriculum that way. Modeling is one of the primary ways children learn. And you are the ideal person to model learning techniques for your child. They can observe you grappling with a difficult problem and pushing past your frustration to learn. That's what Angela Duckworth calls grit. They can observe you getting excited about a new mathematical concept, and then they can get excited about learning something new too. They can observe you being uncomfortable with not knowing the answer and moving forward anyway. They can observe you being proud of yourself for failing trying again, experimenting with new solutions. That's what we call growth mindset. They can observe you having fun learning math. That's the love of learning. And when they observe you having growth mindset, grit, loving learning, they will adopt these qualities through observation. What's more, your child can help you learn, taking on the role of student as teacher. And that's widely believed to be the final stage of mastery. When a student teaches they can really develop um, some even deeper understanding of the subject. Learning with your child can be rewarding and fun. One of the 15-year-old homeschoolers that came on our show, Jasmine, said that she described taking an advanced statistics class with her dad as one of the most intimate experiences I've had with my father. I just loved that. So just drop the idea of teaching your child altogether and think about learning math together. And if you didn't learn math in second grade well enough to teach it to your child, maybe this is a good opportunity to learn some new skills that maybe you should know. So what are some of the advantages of learning math in a home environment? As a parent, you have some significant advantages over teachers in a classroom. Benjamin Bloom, who is an educational psychologist at MIT, did groundbreaking research on what's called the Two Sigma problem. And the Two Sigma problem showed that students who received one-on-one -on -one tutoring performed two standard deviations above the norm compared to students who learned in a group. Two standard deviations above the norm. That means 90% better than any child who learned math in a group environment. And this research is regardless of whether the person is a trained teacher or not. So why is this significant? Even the best teacher has very limited bandwidth to take the time to understand and tailor math instruction to your individual child's needs and to their pace. In a homeschool learning environment, you can give your child unlimited time 
to learn math at their own pace and support them along the way. You can make math fun and relevant to your child. In a home learning environment, the the only concern is the child reaching the height of their potential at that moment, not comparing themselves to where their peers are at that particular point in space. They don't have to wait while someone else is learning a concept, and they don't get stuck behind if the whole class learns a concept before them. This is not only going to help them learn better, but also make them feel confident in their abilities. And when we're confident, we enjoy learning more. So just think of your child working through a math curriculum. If they're in a classroom, they have to wait, they have to hold their hand, maybe they get completely lost. But in a home environment, they work at their own pace. When they get stuck, they ask you for help, and then they just keep moving ahead at their own pace. So it's very significant also that in a home environment, you can choose a high-quality mastery-based math curriculum that suits your unique child. That is a really key difference because you can actually find a curriculum that they're going to love and enjoy, and that's going to help them learn math. And you can also choose a curriculum that's focused on conceptual rather than procedural understanding. Because unfortunately, due to like just so much pressure from standardized testing, A lot of the math curriculum in school is based on memorizing formulas and not really understanding math concepts or how to be a problem solver. So what does all of this look like? How do we structure math learning? So what I would say is choose an hour or two a day when your child is most fresh. That might be when they just get up after breakfast or it might be in the afternoon after they've been playing around. It has to be a time where they have a lot of energy and time to focus. Step two, choose a mastery-based math curriculum that they love. And I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about how to choose that perfect math curriculum for your child. And then three, learn with your child. Ask yourself, what tools would you draw on to learn? Find the answers together. So I really want to get you into that mentality of learning with your child rather than teaching them. And it might happen that your child is extremely talented at math, which means they might outpace you very quickly. And in this case, you can still support them in learning by finding the you know YouTube videos or asking ChatGPT or just drawing on all the resources that can support their learning and help move them forward if you're really in that learning mentality with them. So also another thing I want to add is I did say choose an hour when they're fresh. I often tell parents, I really only think that in homeschooling, you need an hour of math and an hour of English language arts. These are the core foundational skills. And if children are learning them one-on-one, they're going to learn a lot faster. And from there, you can add in other electives. You can do unschooling, but just give an hour or two of really focused time for these essentials. Now, some parents might say, well, I have two kids and they're at very different levels. I have a first grader and a third grader or... So in this case, I will say, I do think the dynamic changes a lot when it's one-on-one versus one-on-two. So if you have time to work for an hour with one child on math and then work for an hour with the other child, that is the ideal situation. But if you are more cramped for time, um, one thing that you could experiment doing is getting one one child started with their curriculum, maybe for 30 minutes. 
And then once they get going, you focus on helping the other child and the children can ask for support as needed along the way. And there are different curricula that require less parent involvement than others. So that's also something to consider. But if you are strapped for time, I would say it's more important that you get those hours in, one hour of math and one hour of English language arts really focused one-on-one than trying to do six or seven subjects. Um, That one-on-one time is so important and precious because it involves that mastery-based learning where children can move forward at their own pace and get support as needed. So we've talked a lot about choosing that ideal curriculum that your child loves. And the great news is that because the homeschooling movement is growing so rapidly, So many amazing tools and technologies have emerged to support homeschoolers, both physical curriculum and also adaptive learning apps, nature-based curriculum, the whole gamut. So when choosing a math curriculum, I typically recommend that families choose a mastery-based program. I am pretty passionate about mastery-based learning because It's just proven to be so effective, especially in learning math, that children master one concept before moving on to the next one. It really does. The concepts really do build upon each other. And also a math curriculum that's focused on conceptual rather than procedural understanding. You'll find that ones that are procedural are really focused on those standardized tests. How many formulas can I memorize so that I do well on these standardized tests? Whereas conceptual understanding is really becoming a math learner. And if you learn concepts and you know how to problem solve, standardized tests are no problem. You're going to ace them. But what you'll also be able to do is, first of all, appreciate the beauty of the universe because math is the language of nature. You're going to have the skills you need to know how to do programming, to do AI, to be an architect, to build your own business. So learning concepts is more important than memorizing formulas. I know it can be a little bit scary to be not learning things the way they're learning them at school. But if you really think about the big picture, even for a second, you're probably going to want your child to have a more rich and deep understanding of math than what they might get if they're using a curriculum that's just designed to prepare them for standardized tests. So if that feels like a lot of work to choose this curriculum that's mastery-based, conceptual rather than procedural, and also vetted for accuracy, because some of these have errors, if that feels a lot of work, just, you know, what I would say is that, first of all, I've done a lot of this work for you. So I'm going to take you through some of the main math curricula and introduce you to ones that do have those traits of being mastery-based Um, conceptual rather than procedural and vetted for accuracy. And I I would say that another really wonderful resource is the C Homeschoolers Group. It's that secular eclectic academic homeschoolers. I collaborate with them a lot. Their Facebook group has 90,000 members. And for example, let's say your child is on the spectrum, they have ADHD and they love online learning and they're 10. You can go in that group and post and another parent whose child is in the exact same situation can recommend a math curriculum for you or you can just search for different math curricula. I think that's a really great way to find the perfect math curricula for your child and see what other parents who have used it have to say about it. Because a lot of the people in C are math professors, math teachers, educators, and they've done the curricula so they know what to look for and they know if there are errors, they know if it's well-designed, etc. So that's a great resource and we'll definitely include that in the show notes. 
A few other things that you might want to keep in mind when you're choosing a math program, and these are things that I've kept in mind when I have, choose, when I have chosen math curriculum to recommend to you. First of all, I would say choose a math curriculum that has been designed for math. There's a lot of all-in-one homeschool curriculum. And while it's not always the case, I find that all-in-one curriculum tends to be weak on the math side or not included at all. So find someone who has really tried to optimize for math in designing the curriculum. Those, I think, across the board are the best math curricula, especially if your child is very gifted in math or conversely struggling in math. You want to find a really beautifully designed math curriculum where the people creating it are just only focused on math. The second thing is choose an accurate curriculum. So, you know, I always check what these other parents have used it, have to say about it. Kids are really great at checking errors so nothing gets past them. And, um, you know, again, see homeschoolers. A lot of the parents have vetted most of the math curricula available. So if it's recommended by parents and see, it's likely to not have errors. And then choose a curriculum your child loves. I can't stress this enough. It might take a few attempts to find the perfect math program for your unique child, but it's worth the effort, especially if a child has been traumatized in school by math. You know, just find something that they really enjoy doing that, you know, math is fun and they should have a curriculum that's fun for them. You can tell very quickly if it's a math curriculum they love and that engages them or not so much. And if you're having trouble finding one that they love, just reach out to me through Teacher Kids Pod. I will help you find something for sure. I have a 100% success rate with this. All right. So now I'm going to share with you, if you don't feel like doing all this research on your own, some of my favorite math curriculum over four years testing these curricula with dozens of students and also just reading thousands and thousands of comments from parents and teachers about them and using them myself. These are my favorites. So I don't believe there is a best curriculum out there, but if I had to choose one, my top choice overall would be the online version of Beast Academy. And I interviewed one of the founders on the show. He's Jason Batterson. You should definitely check that out. This is also my top choice for gifted and profoundly gifted kids, children who are on the spectrum and kids with dyslexia. It was designed for gifted children, but I find it works really well with children on those archetypes. Um, those types of archetypes. Not all children on the spectrum, obviously there's a huge range, but they tend to do really well with this online learning. The ideal child for Beast Academy Online would say so a child who enjoys apps, games, videos, comic books, and funny characters. Not all kids like funny characters, so this is important to note. Um, the child should already have some counting and addition ability before they start. A kid who embraces a challenge and I would say has mid to high math confidence. Beast Academy might not be a good fit for kids who have low math confidence, children who are easily frustrated, children who have dyscalculia, or don't enjoy videos and online activities. Obviously, if they like comic books, you can do the print version of Beast Academy. And it's not really a good fit for most toddlers and preschoolers unless your child is naturally really advanced and can already do counting and addition. Because if you put something too conceptual before them, before they're ready, they're just going to develop a distaste for math. And sometimes you might even want to use another math curriculum and then get started with Beast Academy. 
My favorite physical curriculum is Write Start Math. And I would say it's also a great choice as a non-screen alternative for gifted kids and an excellent choice for children with dyscalculia, ADHD, or autism. It's just a wonderful multimodal curriculum for children who love hands-on learning, blocks. If your kid is always building with Legos and a child who loves sensory tables or anything kinesthetic, um, they could be gifted or even children with struggle with attention issues do so well because there's all these different ways to touch and feel and experience the curriculum. And you don't have to have any prior experience with math. You can just get started right away. I would say Right Start Math is not a great fit for kids who prefer more traditional workbooks, kids who really like that structure of writing their answers in a workbook. Um, It's not a good fit for kids who shy away from hands-on learning or especially for parents who don't have time to really sit down with their kids for an hour and guide their learning. It does take quite a bit of parent involvement, an hour a day or so. And you should definitely get the guide for parents if you use that curriculum. There are not high school options for Right Star Math or Beast Academy, but they do recommend options on their website and that it can be provided by other companies. But there's not as many kinesthetic options for the high school group. So I don't know if you're aware, but there has been some wonderful nature-based curriculum created for homeschool students. And my favorite math nature-based curriculum is Wild Math. Um, It's also my favorite choice for children with ADHD who do really well in that nature environment. So it's really a math curriculum, an incredibly well-designed mastery-based curriculum by a special education teacher, Rachel Tidd. She designed it for her own child. It's a great fit for kids who are physically active, love playing outdoors, caring for plants and animals. You know, if you have the kind of child who loves watering the plants and just loves taking care of any animal they find. And it's just amazing. Kids just go outside. They use sticks. They use stones. They have leaves to learn math. It's it's an amazing program. I would say it's probably not a fit for kids who really gravitate towards that online learning, the videos, the online work. And it's also, I would say, I would shy away from this curriculum if you don't have time to prep or guide your children's learning. Next, if you're really concerned with your children staying on track and making sure that they're meeting all those school standards, I love Prodigy Game. It's also, I would say, the best free math curriculum And it's an exceptionally good choice for kids who have a low confidence or aversion to math. Prodigy Game, I also interviewed the founder, Rohan Mahimkar, on the show. And definitely, it's such a fun interview. But he modeled Prodigy Game after Pokemon. And, you know, some people think that it's more of a supplement because it's used in a lot of schools. But I think it can absolutely be used as a full math curriculum. So many parents who have kids who, you know, love video games, online activities, think that they're terrible at math. I say, have your child do prodigy game. And within weeks, they feel confident. They feel like they're good at math. They're filling in all those gaps. It's an adaptive learning app. So when children start playing the game, they it's automatically seeing where their level is and where gaps need to be filled in. So it's just great for catching kids up. We've used it a ton at masteryhour.org where we do free tutoring. It's just a wonderful uh, program for kids who enjoy apps, video games, I would say mid to low math confidence. 
I would not choose Prodigy Game for an advanced, gifted, or profoundly gifted child who is easily um, bored with math at school. You might want to kind of get started on that as a game and then move on to Beast Academy online. So what if your child is young? My favorite preschool math program is Homer. And you can follow that by Math Tango, which is a really fun app for early learners. Um, Homer is just super fun. It's for preschool, kindergarten kids with no prior math exposure, kids who love apps, video games, cartoons. It's an adaptive learning app. Even very young children can play it and just be introduced to basic numeracy um, it's it's just a super well-designed, wonderful app. It's probably not a good fit for more advanced preschoolers who already understand addition and multiplication. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for hands-on learners or little kids who haven't really shown any interest in math and reading. I think a lot of times parents feel like if they get their child learning math early, then they're going to learn better later on. And they just want to, you know, take advantage of every single minute to teach them math. But if your child hasn't shown an interest in math, they just might not be ready yet. And if you push them before they're ready, they might develop a distaste for math. Whereas even if they start with sub at age seven, when they're really ready and raring to go and excited, they are going to have just as fantastic an understanding of math at age 18 as the child who was pushed to learn at two. Um, it, it really doesn't make that big a difference when they start, if any at all. Most fun out-of-the-box math practice. Math Tango, I mentioned it's for K through 5th grade. It's just a really fun game. Multiplication, addition, subtraction. I play it sometimes, honestly. It's wonderful for kids who enjoy apps and video games, cartoon characters. Again, not a great fit for kids who dislike screen time, videos, or apps. I think you kind of know if your child gravitates more towards playing outside and being in nature, or if they just will run and do YouTube or play a video game at any chance. You know your child. You know what archetype they fit for. If your child loves workbooks, and some of them do, I recommend Singapore Math, pre-K through 8th grade. I mentioned Singapore has one of the best math education systems in the world. And if your child enjoys workbooks and is comfortable with reading and writing, is gifted, they will probably enjoy Singapore Math. A lot of kids find it really boring. I don't think it's a great fit for hands-on learners. Certainly not children with dyslexia, dyscalculia, ADHD, kids who get bored or distracted easily, or have an aversion to handwriting. You're not going to want to choose Singapore. I often don't even recommend it because I know so few kids like workbooks, but there are those kids who just love the Love the workbook experience. And if that's your child, Singapore Math is a fantastic program. All right. We've talked a lot about math programs for the early years, pre-K through eighth grade. But what do you do when you get to high school? Unfortunately, there's not a ton of great options out there for high school. I probably would only recommend Art of Problem Solving, which is um, which comes after Beast Academy. But my favorite high school program is Thinkwell Homeschool. It's for 6th through 12th grade. It's just a dynamic middle and high school math program with videos, quizzes, live tutoring. Children who are engaged in learning, studious and self-motivated are really going to enjoy it. Probably not so much kids who are hands-on learners. And if your high schooler is struggling with it, you might even want to start them a little bit earlier and refresh some of those concepts that they didn't learn very well in elementary school before you move on to a program like Think Well. 
And you know, if you can't afford Thinkwell, I, I think that you can probably just use Khan Academy. It's free. It's not my favorite math curriculum, but it does the trick. And children can supplement or I mean, they're high schoolers at this point. They can supplement with YouTube videos or whatnot. MIT also has some really cool open courses, but Thinkwell is a really fantastic option for high school. And then if you can't afford Homer, I mean, first of all, if you can't afford something, just message the company and ask if you can have it for free. A lot of them have scholarships. They have an imperative to build equity in education. So often you can get any of these programs for free if you just ask and tell them that you're in a place of financial hardship. If you have trouble with that, definitely reach out to us and we can kind of try to figure it out. We know a lot of the founders of the companies and we can try to get you the support that you need to ensure your child thrives. But if you can't afford Homer, I do recommend Khan Academy Kids. As I said before, I do prefer math curricula that have been specifically designed for math and Khan Academy Kids is more general studies, but they do have a solid math program. It's pre-K through second. It's an adaptive learning app. Kids who enjoy video games, apps, and, you know, they're going to enjoy it. They should probably know how to use digital technology a little bit. Um, it's hard to just jump into if you've never been on an iPad. Not a good choice for kids who don't like watching videos or screen time, obviously, because it's on a screen. There are a couple other curriculum that I love. They're not full curriculum, but they're just really fun for going deeper into concepts. If your child is learning algebra, Dragon Box Algebra is just wonderful. I wish they had a full curriculum, but it's just algebra for now. Ages five and up, there's the younger version, the older version. I mean, adults will learn a lot by playing this. They don't have even really numbers. It's like boxes with pictures and it just helps understand the concept of algebra. It's super cool. Jeremy Howard, who is the head of Fast.ai, the largest machine learning course, recommended it and found it and is using it with his daughter. That's how I discovered it. But it's a it's a really good one. And then on the other side, Math Antics is so much fun. They're YouTube videos by a math teacher. He's just so silly. I mean, it's for grades third through eighth, but I've shown these videos to four-year-olds and they just... His character is so charming and compelling that... It's just really fun to watch Math Antics. And that's a good YouTube channel to go to if you're struggling in math and you want to refresh around a certain concept because he just explains everything so clearly. All right. So we've talked about the fact that you might be more of a math person than you realize. I hope that your mind is opening to this possibility a little bit. And we've talked about how even if your child is really accelerated, perhaps even more accelerated than you and if you're homeschooling them, they're going to move really fast in math. You can still be their teacher because you can learn with them and you are great at learning. So even if you don't know the specific way to solve differential equations, you can help the child find the learning tools that they need and learn with them. Now, even through all of this, even if you find an amazing curriculum, you believe you might be a math person, etc., you might be confronted with this familiar question. What's the point of learning math? Sometimes when we hear this question, we groan. A lot of kids are asking this. And in all fairness, this question, what's the point of learning math, is not always delivered in the most even tone of voice. But I would say instead of, you know, getting annoyed when your child says, what's the point of learning math or feeling like you're kind of in a brick wall, what an absolutely wonderful question for your child to be asking. What is the point of learning math? Have you ever thought about it? Our learning is driven by meaning. 
if a child doesn't understand the reason for learning something, why would they want to learn it? It's the same for you at work. If your boss says, oh, go take this course on, I don't know, Excel spreadsheets and it has no application for your job, why do you want to learn that thing? So if a child doesn't know the reason, if they don't know the inherent value, if they don't see the relevance to their own lives, why would they want to learn? Why should they have to learn? And if they don't understand the meaning, their motivation is going to be low. It's pretty common sense. Conversely, if they understand the point, the point of learning math, if they're driven to know, if they see the inherent value, their ability to concentrate, their ability to push past frustration and master that subject area will be high. That's what Angela Duckworth calls grit. So if your child asks you, what's the point of learning math? Engage with them. You have a golden opportunity. You have an invitation to help them see the inherent value in math. So what is the point of learning math? <laughs> you know, I kind of started thinking about this a little bit when I knew I wanted to talk to you about how to help your children learn math. So if you haven't ever thought about the point of learning math, you aren't alone. Many of us learn completely useless math in school that we will never apply in our lives, like long division, which I despised. I mean, maybe some of you see the point in learning long division and please chime in. So the best way to find out the point of math is to explore that question yourself. And once you have a deep understanding, you're going to be able to help motivate your child and help them understand better. I have ideas about why math matters. But these ideas speak to me more because I've learned them myself. I've followed my own curiosity to find out. So I don't want to just tell you right now, here's why math is important. I really want to encourage you to find out yourself. You know, go on Google, chat GPT, as I said before, uh, you know, read articles, talk to math professors, really explore this topic of the point of learning math. Maybe you can even journal before you start just telling your child, of course, there's a point in learning math. Explore it, dig in, dive in. And if you have ideas, actually, please share them with us. So here are a few things that might spark your journey of learning. What's the point of math? Math is a language of nature. If you want to understand the world around you and unlock the mysteries of the universe, math is a key. Two, math gives you freedom. If you're interested in starting your own business, Instead of working for a boss, you'll need to know how to build a budget and do financial modeling. When I um, you know, created my first company, I, was, I got to this point, I was in a very fast-paced tech accelerator and I had to build a financial model. And I think I was a teacher, you know, I didn't come from a business background, I didn't know about financial modeling. And I think they were kind of laughing at me and eventually built the model for me. And then a month later, I just started from scratch and I learned how to build a financial model. And it was just such a useful exercise. I felt so proud of myself. And I knew that no one else could have built a financial model for my company but me. And that was a really big breakthrough moment for me because I don't consider myself a math person. And I had a lot of negative stereotypes and I could tell other people did. But I, I watched videos and I got to work and I built that financial model. And you can too. So math gives you freedom. Math gave me the freedom to create a sustainable business plan and do work that I love. Three, math is fun. 
I know some of you are going to have trouble believing that, but if you can, you know, it can help you win board games, solve puzzles, invent riddles, do card tricks. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. Four, I mean, this one may may be obvious. Maybe the first thing you thought of is that math helped prepare you for careers. Talking to a child about what kind of career they're interested in and and how math is involved in that career, whether they're going to be, whether they want to be a veterinarian or a software engineer, that might actually quite motivate them to learn. Some children, it won't impact at all. And um, perhaps you can also address how you use math in your own career. But if you think about it, even if you're a poet, especially if you're a poet, because you have to think about rhythm and rhyme, um, you know, you probably do use math. Or if you're a stay-at-home parent, I'm sure you have to do some budgeting. Um, you know, if you are a software engineer, obviously, there's so much math you want to know. If you're interested in artificial intelligence, changing the world, you're going to have to know how to do a lot of math. So you can talk about what kind of math might be involved in their career. If they want to start a dance company, they're going to have to make budgets. They're going to have to apply for grants. Math is necessary in terms of even the spatial awareness on a stage. Math helps with that. Five, and I think this is a really critical one, especially as we talk about equity in education and the power of education. So number five, math protects you from people taking advantage of you. If you need to buy a house, negotiate a contract, invest money, understanding math will help prevent you from getting your hard earned income taken away from unfairly. Same is true if you want to start a company and if you think about equity, how much to give investors, Math is power. Um, there's a wonderful financial literacy. It's free. It's called Foolproof Me. And their whole focus is helping under-resourced families learn financial literacy so they can take back their power in the economy. So if you don't learn math, other people can step on you in a way that is not fair. We've talked about how any person has the innate capability to learn. And when you find that confidence in yourself to learn, your child will be inspired to learn math as well. If your child outpaces you in math, we've talked about how you can learn with them. There's also ways to get tutoring. I mean, schoolhouse.world offers free tutoring. There's also local colleges and universities. Sometimes the best math tutor is someone who's just a little bit further along than your child, like a college student or even a high school student. And then we've just talked about all these wonderful curriculum and technologies that have emerged to help support kids at any age. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. I know that you probably have a lot of questions about individual situations, and that's why we're here. So if you want to get more support, just go to teacherkidspod.com. You can join the community as a free subscriber and just comment on our posts and ask questions and we'll respond. Or if you want to take it to the next level, you can join our premium community and there you'll get individualized support from me and other parents, many of whom have appeared on this podcast and are really great at helping with math and will support you as your child grows. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you feel inspired. I hope you feel more of a math person than when you started. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with all of you. Have a wonderful day.